0: Welcome to Wayne's Iron Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, August the 6th, 2023. This service was recorded on July the 30th, the ninth Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanying list is Pete Temple. The lector's Annie Lloyd. Thank you to Judy Weirs for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mighty God, whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Our service continues on page 147 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And also with you.
2: In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth,
1: Lord God.
0: Will you join with me in the prayer of the days as printed in your bulletin insert? Beloved and sovereign God, through the death and resurrection of your Son, you bring us into your kingdom of justice and mercy. By your Spirit, give us your wisdom that we may treasure the life that comes from Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's holy word.
3: The first reading is from 1 Kings 3, verses 5 through 12, with the following preface. Because Solomon did not ask for long life, riches, or the defeat of his enemies, God gave him what he asked for, the wisdom to govern the people well. The reading. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what I should give you. And Solomon said, You have shown great and steadfast love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept him for this great and steadfast love and you have given him a son to sit on the throne today. And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Although I am a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a great people, so numerous they cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and evil. For who can govern this, your great people? It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. God said to him, because you have asked this, and have not asked for yourself long life or riches, or, for the lives of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, I now do according to your word. indeed, I give you a wise and discerning mind. No one like you has been before you, and no one like you shall arise after you. The word of the Lord. Be to God. Please remain seated for the singing of the psalm.
1: And today we draw from Psalm 119. I will uh, sing the refrain once, and then we can all sing it together. And then I think you know the drill after that. You guys are singing the bold print. When your word is open, it gives light and understanding. Therefore I obey them with all my heart When your word is opened it gives light It gives understanding to the simple I open my mouth and pants Because I long for your commandments, turn to me and be gracious to me, as you always do to those who love your name. footsteps in your word Let no iniquity have dominion over me. Rescue me from those who oppress me, and I will keep your commandments. Let your face shine upon your servants and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of tears because people do not Keep your teaching When your word is open, it gives light and understanding.
3: The second reading is from Romans chapter 8 verses 26 through 39 with the following preface. These words celebrate the depth of God's actions for us. Through Christ's death for us and the activity of the Spirit praying for us, we are fused to God's love poured out in Jesus Christ. Nothing, not even death itself, is able to separate us from such incredible divine love. The reading. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, Knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that He might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about those things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not be with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charges against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn?
0: Our gospel acclamation is found on page 151 in the front of your hymnal. I invite the congregation to please rise.
1: Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah.
0: The gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the gospel. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it's grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make their nest in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes out, he sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, And on finding one pearl of great value, he went and he sold all that he had and he bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. And when it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous to throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all of this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what really caught my biblical imagination this morning as as we read the scriptures? How tied the Old Testament is to the New Testament. And let uh, let me kind of explain. You know, King Solomon really had the, I mean a young boy somewhere between the ages of 12 and 20 after King David died he took over the reign of Israel and anything that this little boy could have asked for he asked for an understanding mind that he could discern that, that he could weigh and understand between good and evil and as you saw with the pictures up on the screen things get a little gray in life don't they? Some things seem to be very black and white, good and evil, and some things just gray out. And God gave him the gift of wisdom and a discerning mind. And uh, this gift that was given was so great and God was so pleased that there's never been a gift of wisdom like this given prior to nor after his reign. And what's interesting, if you read 1 Kings and get into the Bible, you'll find out that his reign was short. It was 40 years. And after King Solomon died, the kingdom split. You had the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. God pointed out to Solomon, you could have asked for long life. He had a short life. He could have asked for all the riches of the world. And he did become a very rich king. But that's not what he sought. Or you could capture all the kingdoms around you. Solomon asked how to be a servant leader. How could he lead others? It is far better to lead with inside than outside the people. He didn't want to poured it over them, he didn't want to separate, it wasn't fight or flight, but wanted good judgment. You know, what's interesting is, in the beginning, God created good. If we were to go and to open up our Bibles and turn to the first chapter and second chapters in Genesis, which stands for the beginning, you'll see that in each of the days in which God created, he ended that day with the word Good. And there was one particular day that he added a word in front of good and that was the day in which God created man and woman and he established them in stating that this is very good. But with the presence of sin in our world and you know the story all of a sudden cloudiness comes in. It's not so black and white. It's gray. Moses was handed God's law. The people were struggling. And God said, we need to establish some good rules in which we can live together. And God created humanity for God's good pleasure. And so God established the relationship that you shall have no other gods, that you are to love the Lord your God, and that you shouldn't use the Lord God's name in vain. And remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. God wants a good and wonderful relationship with his creation. He loves you. And he wants us to have a good and wonderful relationship with one another. And so God created some more good rules for the kingdom. And that is to honor your father and mother. And then came some shall nots. You shall not kill. You shall not... Commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet your neighbor's property, your neighbor's relationship, your neighbor's spouse. And all of these things so that things would go well for us, remembering that today is a day of rest, that today is a holy day, is that you belong to God. Holy belongs to God and it is you who are holy and good in the sight of the Lord. We need to be good to ourselves and to take rest and to reflect, to pray to and give praise to God's holy name. God made it clear that we are to be good. But you remember what happened in the garden when Adam and and Eve we're there, the very beginning. And the serpent was in the garden. And the conversation that Adam and God had with one another and shared with Eve was that you shall partake of anything in the garden, that I'm giving you authority over to care for the creation of which I created, and that it is good, and that you are very good. And the one thing that they were not to partake in was the tree of good and evil, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The serpent said, God did not want you to not eat from this. By eating of this, you will be like God. You will know good from evil. Well, there was the other argument. If we eat of it, we will die. The servant says, You will not die. You will be like God. And so they ate of it, the tree of good and evil. Wouldn't you think that by eating from the tree of good and evil, you would really be clear in understanding what is good and what is evil? That's what caught my imagination. If we partook in the tree of knowledge of good and evil, why is it that we don't stay away from evil? Why is it that we can see very clearly what it is that God has in mind for us that is good? Sin entered into the world through the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Satan has been using that argument for centuries Thousands of years and plays with your mind every day. That you're not good enough. You're not holy enough. You've done bad. You are wrong. We need to listen to God. Even after eating the tree of good and evil, do you hear God's message for you? You are good. You are beautiful. You are created in my image, and I'm laying my life down for you so that you will have life and you will have it abundant. And so, Jesus picking up Jack and handing him off. <laughs> I thought there would be a good illustration there, but Jesus is out there teaching. He's trying to help people to understand what the kingdom of God is all about. To take your eyes off the evil and see the goodness in creation. For goodness is like a mustard seed, so very small. And when planted in the ground, it grows. And it becomes a great bush, a tree even. And it gives life. It puts oxygen in the air. It it becomes a resting place for birds and for animals below from its fruit and gathering and shade for the man or the woman who are parched. Or what about the yeast that's put into the bread and brought together three measures of flour? If it were unleavened bread, you would only be able to eat, so many people could eat from it. But if you leaven it, how many more people might you feed? Or what about finding the pearl in which you sell everything because it is so precious? And Luther said this, that the Bible, it is the story of God, but when you open it up, it is the cradle that holds the pearl of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospel. And then we get to our last parable that Jesus shares. The kingdom of heaven is like casting a net wide to gather up the multitude of fish of every kind. And so too is thy kingdom of heaven, life giving, feeding more people and is worth more than all have gathered themselves together in a lifetime. The cast its net wide to gather everyone. Everyone is invited, but the reality is not all will receive their inheritance. All will be invited, but some will say, I'm not good enough. That's too religious. I'm not a religious person. That has nothing to do with nothing. You are loved by God. I don't care what crummy thing you've done or I've done in my life, God remembers it no more. We began this service with confession and forgiveness, and God will not remember as far as the East is from the West. It is forgiven. And so in this gospel, we hear the word good. The good will go into the kingdom's basket. And the evil, the things that are not good, will be cast into the fire. Do you think that God wishes to cast or judge us to be thrown into the fire if God was willing to give himself for you? The only person who throws himself in the fire is the one Who chooses to? God chooses life. The mustard seed. The yeast. The pearl. The net. God chooses life. King Solomon was right to seek the understanding of mind. To be able to govern the people and to discern good from evil. May we, by God's Holy Spirit, as we prayed together this morning receive wisdom that we too may treasure the life that comes from Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior. Amen. I invite us to share the affirmation of our faith as it's found in the Apostles' Creed. You can find this on page 105 in the front of your hymnal. I invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, with that, I invite you to stand and rise and receive this blessing. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Liturgy Copyright 2021 Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license. Number A-729734. All rights reserved.